Hello, magical people. Welcome to another episode of Tea at the Crossroads. We are so happy to have you here. This is part two of our conversation with the ladies of Millennial Magic. We are diving super deep into the crystal crave, the abyss of the digital realm, and identity politics in spirituality. This is a really juicy episode and you're not going to want to miss it. Before we dive in, make sure that you are following and tuning into the Millennial Magic Podcast. They are amazing and deserve all of the love. Without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, so like we've talked about cards and divination. I want to know everyone's thoughts. Isaiah, (laughs) cover your ears. I promise I'm not coming for you. (laughs) I want to know everyone's thoughts on like the crystal craze. Um, Crystals. I am not the... I'm not the biggest fan. I think that they are useful. They're a tool to incorporate. I think that making them the only part of your practice for me is just a little bit, I I don't think it's witchcraft. I don't think it's magic. I think it's just a tool. tool. Um, And yeah, I think it's, it's an ingredient. It's a tool. It's something to work with, but it's not the full encompassing aspect of anybody's spirituality, or at least I don't think it should be that's my personal opinion on it so like when I first got into witchcraft and the spooky world crystals obviously are such an easy way to fall Mm -hmm. down into that rabbit hole because they're colorful they're sparkly they're shiny they're they're really pretty gateway drug (laughs) yeah for real um and you know like I I own crystals because I I've collected so many but um I don't know. I, I'm the, the same as you that like, I think mm-hmm. that they are valid in the fact that they are a tool and that they can yeah. be used for things. But I think it's really weird when people try to present this, like, I'm so natural and I'm such an OG, like pagan. And I'm one with the earth because I'm a crystal girl. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the original witches didn't use crystals. Like, do you know how much yeah. mining mining and production yeah. goes in. like they went out into the woods and the first little hagstone they saw they were like mm-hmm. yes period yeah yeah so we're I still mean, talking about the crystal thing right yeah yeah okay. go okay. ahead if you have thoughts no y'all continue i was just making sure i was following <laughs> no i just think that yeah they don't they weren't a part of like original wiccan or a wick or a paganism and so i see a lot of people who are wiccan and like you know, traditional pagan and they, they use a lot of crystals and they make it like the whole backdrop of their spirituality. And I just, I'm like, I don't know how that actually fits into like the craft as a whole. And I feel like it's so limited too. like, there's only so much that you can do with crystals mm-hmm. um, that I just feel like you're limiting yourself if you stop there and don't move past that and find new ways to incorporate them. Cause it just becomes really stagnant to me. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, how do you feel? Because I know, I think out of our coven, like you are kind of like the crystal, the crystal girl. He's the crystal witch without being love and light. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't even get me started on love and light. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Vihan, go ahead. Did he freeze? He's frozen on my screen. He's frozen on my my screen. Uh oh. (laughs) Okay, so we'll come back. We'll cycle back. Cut. Um. (laughs) crystals good old crystals (laughs) i can't stand them 
don't like them. I listen. I whenever I get down to ceremonies, rituals, spellcrafting, I will use everything from the earth. I will not use crystals. <laughs> I will not use crystals for the simple fact that like I just don't vibe with them. They're not for me. They're just a rock. They're just a pretty rock. That's how I see them. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted a pretty rock, I'd go down to the beach. You know. Right. So you are truly a naturalist in the sense that you want to end the rawest, truest form. Yeah, I like I because I feel like the crystals that you get from like metaphysical shops or you know the online stores and stuff, they've been mined by people. So mm-hmm. you have it being they've been tumbled and polished tumbled and polished i if i am gonna get a crystal i'm gonna go to yellowstone national park and i'm gonna go get it out the cave myself okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how badly i want a crystal but Mm -hmm. because i it's just like the transferring the transferring between people is it like attaches itself to the crystal and like you can cleanse the crystal however much you want, but it's still just it's still There's gonna, gonna be some residual. Yeah. I see that. So I am I don't know. It's weird because like with shamanism specifically being such like a personalized practice, and like I understand that all practices and all forms of witchcraft are personalized my specific brand of shamanism, like my specific family, we've always looked at it that like, there's a strong correlation. So like, I work really well with rose quartz for any spell. That is a like crystal that I work with in any form, raw, polished, whatever. That's just a crystal that I have a strong correspondence to. And I think everyone works kind of the same. So like our practices are very much like, these are the crystals that I work well with. I don't need to have a crystal for everything because it's like, I just need to have a crystal that I could use for everything. So like for me, it's quartz crystals, amethyst, citrine, rose quartz, clear quartz. Like as long as I have one of those crystals on hand, it doesn't matter what spell I'm doing, I can use it. I don't see the need in having every crystal under the sun. For some people that's kind of, it almost feels a Pokemon got to catch them all. Like, it's almost like it becomes completionist where it's like they need to have every crystal. And I'm like, did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think at some point it just becomes like you're you're collecting. You're just, you have a hobby and you're collecting crystals. Like, I don't think you have to call it if you like crystals and think they're pretty. Like, that's not necessarily like a spiritual practice in and of itself. You just like collecting pretty rocks, which I mean, I don't blame you. Crystals are gorgeous. But exactly. I mean, yeah. true. And I mean, to be fair, if you're a witch and you're like, yes, I collect rocks. Mm-hmm. Great, collect rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, not to say that I think people who like identify as crystal witches are like lesser than or whatever. Because like to some degree, there is some like forms of witchcraft where it is almost like numerical, where it's like the facets and the cuts and like the shapes of like the crystal itself forms its own form of magic. I see that as very valid and I think that's fascinating, but that's not the way my brain works. But I think when people are like, you have to have a very specific crystal for a spell to work, I'm like, 
babes, me and Austin and Isaiah talked about it in one of the episodes on our podcast where it's like, no, some of the times you just got to use what you got and make it work. Okay, Isaiah, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. I know. Uh, My homophobic. So we got absolutely nothing of what you were going to say because your laptop decided to sabotage you. <laughs> so now, Zay, it's your turn. What do you got to say about crystal witchetry? Um, crystal witchcraft. There's actually a word. Wow, I'm an idiot. Thank you. I, I use, me personally, I do use a lot of crystals because I do consider myself an earth witch and me it comes from earth why not use it because it's a part of me but with people saying that it's it's like a necessity or it's very important that mm, i i kind of don't agree with that at all period i love that so so you're basically saying like it's important to you but that doesn't mean that it is overall important yes yeah, a, a crystal is just a tool, and um, I just choose not to use them. <laughs> yes, a crystal is not a practice. I, I actually seen that quite a bit people say that it was a practice. It's not. <laughs> it's a tool that enhances your rituals or your spell work. I mean, Ladies in the back, did you hear that from a crystal <laughs> witch himself? I not mean, a just practice. look at Thank you. just look at the moldavite mess okay like it's literally it's it's, it's it's literally green glass it's a spooky coke bottle that's been shattered you know what i mean like like if you really want moldavite that bad instead of paying 80 dollars for a piece that's the size of a chocolate chip like go to food lion look for the little green coke bottle shatter it and you've got some moldavite okay especially <gasps> what like where Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I muted myself as I started talking. <laughs> I. It's just like Moldavite. The whole thing with Moldavite is it is a meteor. I don't even. I don't even know. All I know is that it's super rare. So how are how are all these people getting all these different pieces of Moldavite if it's They're that not. rare? Like, is it really Moldavite then? Because I. I smell a scam. That's what I smell. Rigor Morris. <laughs> yes. I, I heard scam. I heard rigor Morris. Let's talk about selenite. <gasps> I was I was smart. It's all the same thing. Everybody that wants to get all, all up in a tizzy about how it's two completely different things. No, it's not. It's the same thing, girl. <laughs> it's Baby, literally people, the same. People are literally compound. paying for these subscription boxes. For a selenite wand, that's selenite, babe. It might be the other thing. It's literally the same thing. It's, it's selenite. You paid for selenite, you got selenite. Like, no one else needs to hear about it. No one else cares. No, it's too much. And I'm just like, I, like, I don't understand people that pay literal thousands of dollars for geodes. Like, I don't understand people who pay thousands of dollars for anything that's meant to be like a component in a spell. 
Exactly. Because like at the end of the day, it's like you're paying for this label. And at the very beginning of part one of this two-part series, what did we say? We don't do labels in this house. Like it's it's too much. Like if you're fighting so much for everything to be specifically labeled, okay, you're reducing like the true magic that exists from things being able to do so much. Exactly. But, and not only that, but girl, if you want a label, go down to Michael's and buy a label gun. <laughs> let's leave the labels to kinkos babes like that's not what we're doing in this <laughs> it, it's like uh, it's just a tool crystals are just a tool to either channel or help kind of connect to something that you're trying to put into a spell or like a ritual or something that's how i see them so, like, do you think that the crystal moment is has sort of spun out of an imbalance? Because, well, <laughs> yes, but like, okay, so like you wanted to talk about the material world and like how it impacts our practice. Do you think that it sort of comes from people, I'm trying to think of how to explain it, because obviously I think the mundane is magical and the material is magical, but I think people get too tipped towards the side of like, the material and what's physical and right in front of me and they confuse that or feel like it is a substitute for the magical the ineffable the spiritual do you agree with that i think it all stems from janae Iko talking about shut up i'm going to flip <laughs> this desk <laughs> Why would you do that to me? Why? Alistair Crowley, Alistair Crowley, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? I was trying to make a very definitive point, but I had to get that stab in because why not? <laughs> okay, so stop. <laughs> okay. So I think the thing is like, it comes from people like Janae Aiko. Like it comes from social media and it comes from people who have a stronger following talking about things and the easiest things to talk about are the things that are physically tangible which are crystals herbs reiki healing chakras like the things that they can go to other people and talk about it like without being directly related and i think that's where it kind of comes from is that like there's a renewed interest in the witchcraft because people who don't know a lot about it are sure as hell saying a lot about it. That's my own personal opinion. And Beyonce is guilty of that in this black parade when she was, whenever she said, I charge my crystals in the moonlight, I said, stop, <laughs> just stop, girl. See, in that I moment, I stand her harder because like I'm a moonlight witch, but. I feel like it's a lot of celebrities that have been getting into like crystals like Sam Smith. I know they uh, do a lot of work with crystals. Adam Lambert, uh, Roger Demi Kumar. Lovato. Mm -hmm. Demi Lovato. I also think crystals are kind of, they're safe. I think that they're a safe place to start for a lot of people where it's like, well, I'm thinking about my own practice when I started, like I was in a Christian household and I was like, what can I like use that's witchy, but that can also pass off as just like 
don't worry about this. Don't worry about this, parents. Like, it's just a rock. And so I feel like it's a safe quick, place to quick start. Question. And it's mm -hmm. Zay, do you feel very similar? Like, because this, like, storyline, like, is sounding very... Yes, I, I definitely agree because I think um, mm -hmm. you guys, when I first went to uh, our metaphysical shop down here, I think that was like one of the first things I grabbed because I was like, you know, even with my my dad and my grandma, I was like, okay, well, this is just like a, a little pretty rock. That's what they're going to mm -hmm. think. They're going to like look really in, like too much into it. So I think that that was definitely one of the safe places to start and like especially with uh christianity background yeah i think it's just safe and it's approachable and people can easily look at it and say oh that is a pretty rock even if i don't understand like the spirituality behind it like mundane people can look at that and not think that it's like satanic or evil i mean there are some people out there who look at crystals and think they're satanic and evil but for the most part most people are just gonna like look at that and think like oh she's just weird she just has a weird fetish for rocks or something and move on not a day. rock fetish <laughs> First of all, if, if you do not have a fetish for the rock, you are not a human. Thank you. Which I mean, like, it's sort of backward thinking when you think about it, though, because look at all of the, like, the culture and the, um, the rules and the regulations around, like, rings, engagement rings, wedding rings, diamonds, you know, birthstone jewelry, like, there is such a, um, not a taboo, but there's, like, cultural norms surrounding crystals and rocks and jewelry so it's so weird for me to see people like have that mindset towards like the the crystal craze even though I'm not a fan of it mm -hmm. and see like for me it's weird the crystal craze is the way to describe it but like it's weird because for me crystals were the thing I was the most scared about because it was the most permanent I was less scared about candles or incense because those are things that'll burn away and I can get rid of. I was more scared of crystals, which again goes to show that like, because I came from a family who didn't put a strong, heavy emphasis on like Christianity and I didn't even get that until I was older. It's funny to hear like from people who are raised really like strongly Christian that crystals felt safe. But like for me who wasn't, crystals were like, more difficult see i'm definitely like i'm sort of in the middle of you guys because like crystals felt safe for me beginning because a crystal to me felt like a vessel like it was something that i could inject my will or my intention into and it was just like a safe little pocket for me to keep that intention pure candles and incense on the other hand felt like beacons to me i was like i'm terrified but also i feel like just a little just a little light and whatever I'm working with is here. And I'm like, how am I going to get rid of it? I don't know. Throw a crystal at it. Uh, some people, they uh, they have like this huge debacle about like storing crystals together because like the energy mixes and all that. Do you guys like, for the crystals that you do have, do you like store them like in the same place or do you kind of keep them separate? Girl, they're all- Rocks the are rocks, babes. Okay. Rocks is a rock. And it, it, I feel like with- storing crystals they're all gonna have the same energy they're like it, no matter where how you use them they all just they they keep their own energy it, it's very much a thing for me it's very much uh they just stay in their own lane they don't they don't try to like get into other uh, other crystals lanes and like try to mingle with their energy unless you are wanting that you know 
That's how I see it. Because I, <laughs> right now, mine are just in a box on my altar. The ones that I use. For me personally, I would just really like to see people sort of move beyond the like crystal moment. And it's like we said, like they are valuable and I think that they are a tool. And if they work for you, that's stunning. I'm not trying to say that your practice is, is invalid or any less than, but like specifically, like when you get into stuff like mysticism, there is a certain point where like you have to sort of let go of like the physical and the material things because you're by holding on to those things you're limiting how you will ex uh, experience the divine the ineffable the unknowable source of the world of creation because you know the second you put a label or a limit on something you know it's it's stuck in that it's you can't see it outside of that so i really just would like for people to have like a healthy appreciation for their materials without like talon gripping them <laughs> without accidentally idolizing them exactly. exactly me you had a conversation with it in millennial magic in our podcast where we were even talking about it where you even said like it was easier for you to get into this like chaos magic like frame of mind when you started researching that because my shamanic like teachings are very much like this is just a representation like this is not the only thing that gives you what it needs to be like the representation and like the idea behind it is so much more powerful than the actual thing itself and you even said like that made it easier for you like when you were reading this like heavy subject material to be like this is easier to understand because i've seen it firsthand and for me the whole thing about it is like very much how like you said where it's like the crystals kind of stay in their own lane well for me, it's like when you say like, oh, I have to keep my crystals separate so that they're doing their own thing. To me, it becomes that like false humility. Like I'm not powerful enough to control these crystals. These crystals have their own thing. It's like the crystals have their own energy, yes, but they work in conjunction with yours. It's not that you're stronger than them. It's that you and the crystal are working together. The second you're like, oh, well, the crystal has to be respected and kept separately. You have now diminished your own self and it becomes false humility. And that's just weird to me. It's like, respect the crystal for what it is, a component to your spell and something that works with you. But that crystal is not better than you. And that's where it becomes a shamanism thing. That's where it's like movies like Pocahontas become a problem where it's like, it makes it seem like those of us who are native, like we respect nature more than ourselves. No, we respect that nature is its own separate entity from ourselves, but we're working together. That is so good. Cause I've been thinking about that a lot is like, we put so much emphasis on the material. And I think that the material is just a manifest for me and the way that I think about it, the material is a manifest of the spiritual and the mental. And so if we're allowing our mental and our spiritual to be shaped by the physical, we're, we're doing it the wrong way. We're approaching it from this, this opposite angle. It's not the crystal that gives us power. The crystal is a vehicle for us to comprehend the manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual and the mental. It's just, a, it's just mm -hmm. an image. It's just a reflection. And so it's all about what, like we could be doing magic. We could do rituals from in here, just from in our mind, just from in our heart, just from in our Absolutely. spirit without picking up a single tool. And so I think that we've gotten like lost in this material is what's influencing this when this is what's influencing the material. Yeah. Austin was actually the one who like brought that to me when he specifically was like, 
when I was like, it doesn't matter what it is as long as it like there's a representation. And he was like, magic is deeper than that, babes. Like you don't even need the representation. The magic already exists because you believe it exists. Having that representation just makes it easier for you to like direct. And I was just like, fuck. I think the it best was way, so traumatizing to me. The best way I usually tell people is honestly, that crystal is literally like it's it's a piece of shit until you put your uh, your energy in it. That that crystal's not gonna work until you put your your yourself and your energy into it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because like, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, since both of y'all are trying to be polite and be like Canadians, so I'll go. Very much like what Isaiah said, it's like that crystal is not gonna work. It's not gonna do anything until it knows that you're trying to do something. Because like what Kimberly was saying earlier when we were talking about delusions, essentially what it comes down to is like you're creating your own reality. You know, you are choosing the delusion by putting your intention to that crystal. Okay, now go. I it's it, it's a conduit. It's like you it, you have to come up with your own representation for how you Annabelle is shaking. <laughs> But it's like you have to come up with your own representation for the crystal, because a it's just like tarot. Tarot has one card has an infinite amount of, well, not necessarily, but like you know, no, one hundred percent, it has an infinite amount of re- like meanings. Yeah, say it, say it louder. Like, Don't second guess. Like, go for it. Yes, it's you have to come up with how you connect to it. Like for some people, some people use smoky quartz to, you know, ward off depression and kind of that sort of thing. And some people use smoky quartz for like a protection overall. It's like pick and choose, girl. <laughs> pick and choose what you, what, how you, if, how you. If I could nail click any harder, I would. <laughs> and I feel like. I, since starting this, since starting the podcast, I have realized that my craft is going to be different from everybody else's craft because how I associate Spanish moss is going to be different from how River associates with Spanish moss, you know? I mean, like you can, whenever, like we're in this kind of, discussion where we're talking about different associations that we have with other crystals or plants or like moon water you know (laughs) cleansed by legacy (laughs) but it's like i I sorry i love talking to people about their craft because i like to Mm -hmm. see how they approach it and then you know, approach it like they do and see if it works for me. The thing about it is, it's like, if someone tells me, oh, you do it that way, well, I do it this way. There's a way to do that without it being like, you're wrong because this is how I do it. Exactly. And in this, for example, with this, like, Zoom call, which at this point, Lord knows how much, like, material we have for how many podcasts, but because it doesn't feel like anyone is coming at each other, whatever. It's like, we can have conversations where it's like, maybe we don't see things the same way because we understand we all have different 
emotions we have different aspects that like have interacted with it but also like I can sit here and be like you're saying something that I've never considered and I want to apply that to myself and see where that goes like because again and it all ties back to like one of the first things you said it's like if you're not ready to experiment or explore or whatever this is not the realm for you spirituality is not for you if you're not willing to like push those boundaries exactly and it's like you have to for me spirituality is a way to incorporate the delusions that I have about the world in Mm -hmm. a scientific way that scientists would look at me and be like what the fuck are you doing you know Mm -hmm. and then I would tell them be like magic (laughs) you know what I mean again the performance because what am I I doing Beyonce's opening of the run this world tour like (laughs) yes what am I doing I'm doing the glitter and grease section of the monster ball like I'm doing what I need to do sorry exactly it's like it's just a fun way for me to navigate life to be honest that's how I see literally witchcraft and spirituality it's like how I connect with the my surroundings I've always said for me magic is the conjunction of art and science do you believe in art yes do you believe in science yes then you believe in witchcraft because witchcraft is the art of science and the science of art period that's the way I see it I, I literally, I think River and I just uh, had a conversation about this in our last episode that like, I was talking about how like spirituality for me is sort of like a program. It's like a YouTube video that's like constantly playing in the background of my life. Even if I'm not looking at it, you know, it's still playing and I'm still aware that it is there. So it's like every single thing that happens, everything that I encounter, everything that I see, every every bug that flies across my windshield when I'm driving, every, every color I see on everyone's shirt throughout the day, all of that runs through the filter of spirituality for me. And then I am then able to make meaning from it. And I think that that's really what spirituality should be about. It should be about people using whatever paradigm they subscribe to, to navigate life in a way that is like healthy and beneficial for them. But I don't think that everyone should be trying to project whatever their filter is onto everyone else and be like, I'm watching this really lovely YouTube video. So all of you have to watch it now too. Like the rest of us have our own videos and watch later lists, girl. Like we don't want to see yours. Also, like, even if we watch the same video, we're allowed to have different opinions, babes. Perfect example, like, um, for Cambria and Courtney, do you guys watch Legendary? Don't even get me started. I am on. I am on the last two episodes of season two. Oh my god! Oh, you're gonna be so mad. You're gonna be so angry. <clears throat> no, here's what I'm saying. We're, we're we're not spoiling shit. But what I'm saying is like, so you watch a show like that. Again, we live in the same town. Me, Austin, Isaac, we live in the same town. We hang out together. We all watch the show. We had different opinions about different houses throughout the whole thing. And we were able to have conversations about the fact like, oh, you're living in this house. I wasn't in here is why. It never became a, oh, well, your opinion isn't shit because this is my opinion. It's like, and that's what spirituality should be. It should be that like, 
we all are seeing the same material without it affecting other people. Like our opinion of it doesn't affect other people. Because at the end of the, the way that I see something only affects me. The way that Austin sees something only affects him. I'm not affected by how he saw it. If we don't see it the same way, fine. We're both still gonna wake up in the morning. Exactly, everybody has an opinion. Sometimes people's opinions don't matter. <laughs> but and it's I'm like- I am still gonna be a skinny legend with a tiny nose and a fat ass. Like what someone else to... sees doesn't affect that. Exactly. Throw back to the delusion of it all. Like <laughs> I am Mariah Carey, or at least yes. I'm what Mariah Carey thinks she is. That's yes. what I actually am. <clears throat> Thank you all for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I, yeah, just the delusion of it all. It's like everybody has an opinion and everybody's allowed to share their opinion. Granted, sometimes I won't care for the opinion and I'll tell you that I don't care for your opinion. But And that's your right. Exactly. <clears throat> and it's like, I just don't understand the people that just get all up in a tizzy about how we just can't share opinions anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's also like, it's weird for me that it's like, if you share your opinion, for example, you shared it earlier, like you live for Beyonce. Here's my opinion. Kelly has a prettier singing voice. Did I in any way disvalidate your opinion? No, I just shared my own. I did not attack your opinion, I just shared my own. That's what it should be. I should be able to share my opinion without it affecting yours. Exactly. So why, why do you guys think it is that people are so unable to have such a like respectful, discourse when it comes to spirituality like why is it that we're able to have differing opinions for the most part uh about other things but when it comes to spirituality is like immediately you've invalidated me you've attacked me simply because you disagree hmm. i think because we put so much of our identity into our spirituality and not just our spirituality but specifically like our beliefs and our set core values and some people are just like so consumed by that, that the threat of having their identity and their sense of self uh, challenged in any way, shape or form just makes them incredibly uncomfortable and they cannot handle it because they don't know how to evolve and change and shift. And so if they take it as a personal attack when you come against any of their beliefs rather than just seeing it as what it is, a, a disagreement, a differing of opinions on something that is really not that serious. Like yes, spirituality is, is serious to us. Yes, it's a part of us, but it shouldn't define us. It should not be our value. It should not be our worth. And so if someone disagrees with that, literally doesn't mean they're disagreeing with us. It doesn't mean that they hate us as a person. It just means that they disagree with our beliefs. Cutting through material, spiritual materialism. So here's the thing I was going to talk, but then Courtney said everything. But then Courtney and spoke. Like, How the fuck am I going <laughs> to exactly. follow that up? Like she literally said everything that I wanted to say made it sound prettier and said it without cursing. I have nothing <laughs> to add to that. Mic drop here. Thank exactly. you. I, and it, 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 exactly like Courtney said, it's because people make spirituality 
their entire personality when it's like well that's not a very fun personality (laughs) like you have to have other aspects of yourself you know and whenever whenever people challenge aspects of yourself that you believe in people get defensive and don't get me wrong I'm the first one to get defensive about myself (laughs) but it's like whenever I love being angry oh me too but it's like like fighting (laughs) it's exactly like pick and choose your battles you know it's very that Mm. yeah also whenever this entire like three-part episode gets edited I need two sound clips clipped and sent to me one when you specifically were talking at the very beginning where it's like I don't like labels I need that sound clipped and then I need everything that Courtney just says sound clipped and oh I'm gonna post it and just I'm gonna <laughs> post pom pom and me too because like I, I have nothing to add to it <laughs> like, I'm it. a really talkative really loud bitch but like both of y'all <laughs> have managed to make points where I'm like there's not shit I can say because both of y'all this said exactly what it was such a good conversation though it's been so dope I was going to say, I think we also live in like a really polarized time where everything is so amplified. There's so much duality. It's like us against them. And so especially with Christians and like, like I cannot stand this about them, but it's like this, mm-hmm. we have to prove them wrong. This is our team. This is our side. It's like us and then the rest of the world. And even in like witch talk, there's like, I'm a traditional witch and I'm a whatever. Like, it's just like this whole polarity and like this echo chamber of like I have to prove myself because I am representing this one side of the issue and like it's ridiculous it is it's identity politics and like something that I really like we talked about it recently like, like we we live in the abyss like I was reading I don't know if you guys are familiar with like John D and like Enochian magic but when I was reading Jason Lube's book about John D, you know, there's a whole section where uh, he talks about sort of how like the real fall from grace, like the fall from Eden is not like, you know, that Adam and Eve discovered sex and sexuality and like sin into the world. It's like humanity forgot our true nature. We forgot that we were unified. We forgot that we were divine and we are now lost in dispersion. We're out here just like screaming into the void, trying to validate ourselves. You know, if you're not me, then you're other. And if you're other, then that means you're wrong because I have to tell myself that I'm right because I'm me and I have to live in this flesh suit. And I think that that's really sad. Yeah. And I also think it shows so much insecurity in one's own beliefs. I think that you, you are constantly having to defend what you believe. Do you really believe what you believe? Because if you believed it and if you were rested in that, why are you spending so much energy and so much time trying to prove it to other people? Just rest in your own belief. Get over it. You don't have to convince other people to believe it. It always just comes from this place of like, it's almost like they're trying to convince themselves. And I see this especially with Christianity, but sometimes in like the witchy spaces too, where it's like they're constantly trying to prove their beliefs. And I'm like, chill out. You know it's true for you. Why does it matter if it's true for somebody else? It very much becomes where like every point that is being made is coming from a place of insecurity. And like, I don't like that. I don't think that's what spirituality should be. I don't think it was what it was ever supposed to be. 
And then like another big point is like we were talking about like, why are we able to have these conversations and other people aren't? Because we're not insecure. We know who we are. We know the research that we're willing to put in, but we're also willing to listen to other people's opinion. We don't go into this thinking I'm right and everyone else is wrong, fuck it. Like, no, I'm listening to you guys because I respect you guys as people, which is how I think people should behave. Unless I'm on witch talk, then everybody's wrong. First, <laughs> first of all, witch talk is a joke. And I'm the first one to call him out Absolutely. for it. While also hashtagging witch talk. <laughs> and, and you I'm know like, what? You know what? It is so sad because like, you know, Isaiah and River both know that I was the last one of our group to get on TikTok because I was just like, I cannot like TikTok. It's cringy. Like I'm not with it. It's literally just musically like trying to have a moment again. But then like, I just randomly made a video over quarantine and suddenly I'm in the middle of witch talk. And I really did feel like there was potential for that platform and for that community. But like, it is just not it. <laughs> it's not it. So the thing is like, I felt like at the time that you joined, there was potential for it. But at that time when quarantine hit, there were some people who got viral and like got a following who shouldn't have. This is not our podcast, so I will not name drop because I don't want to put everyone else in like- uh, Put them on blast. Put them on blast. Um, which foot. How are you going to post a video exactly. calling this girl a slur? Make another video being like, I understand it's a slur, but I said it to make a point. What point? You could have made it without that slur. Like, no, you're being exactly. a racist. Like, there were so many racist people who were, like, becoming viral by being racist. And, like, people who were speaking out against them. Like, it just became an issue. And it's like, I... People have actively messaged me and Austin, we've talked about the word. They're like, how do you feel about the fact that you were on TikTok before Austin and like he got popular? And I was like, okay, I didn't want to be popular. I was here to be an emotional like Neither cringy. did I. Like <laughs> I was I, I was literally just here to be like this emotional makeup artist cosplayer. And then when you got popular and I was like, period, love that. I literally posted a video for Austin's birthday with pictures of me and him together that I had taken in person and posted it. And when I was like, this is a story of when one dumb bitch met another dumb, uh, dumb bitch or whatever. And people were like, it's really gross that you're like photo editing his pictures into yours for clout. And I was like, he has more followers than I do. But like, we were literally friends. I don't know. It's just weird. It but I, I hate that everyone thinks that everyone on Witch Talk wants to be popular and wants to be famous. Because, like, that's not what we want to do. Not all of us want to be teachers either. Oh, my gosh. And not only that, but it's like, whenever on Witch Talk specifically, whenever newer practitioners go to these, I wouldn't even call them, like, uh, elders or whatever the fuck because it's like people who have been on social media longer exactly that's what i will give them <laughs> the, you're an elder in social media wise that's what you are girl and whenever <laughs> they start asking them like these questions that they have you got google girl you got a phone uh-huh you got internet access uh-huh okay google it yourself the, not everybody wants to be your teacher you know and that was 
listen, I will accuse myself because I did that for the longest time. But then I was like, these people aren't going to fucking answer me. I'm just, I'm literally just throwing my voice into their comment section to try and be heard whenever I can just go onto Google and simply look for it. Period. See, that's the thing is like, no one is due an answer from anyone. However, comma, do not present yourself as a teacher on a social media space if you are going to be pissed about the first three messages that you receive. Exactly. Period. Now, when you get to message 75 on, yeah, you can be frustrated. You're getting a lot of messages. You're only getting three at a time, but you don't have the right to be frustrated. That's my opinion. It, it's like, if and for the people that do present themselves as teachers, and then they get frustrated because people keep asking the same question over and over again, but they don't have like a specific video or something set to answer that question that they can direct them to, they just send a, a message in the comments or, or a DM or something. Don't get mad that this question keeps getting asked and you don't have a something to send them to, you know? 100%. Like if you get 75 questions on a video asking the same question, make a video. And then anytime someone asks that, relate them back to it. If exactly. not, if someone else has already made a video, tag them in that video so they can go see it. Like there's no reason for you to just immediately get angry that people are asking you a question if you are presenting yourself as a teacher. But what I was gonna say is like with people claiming to be a teacher and then getting frustrated, like I think a lot of the times people don't uh, account for the fact that everyone comes to spirituality at a different rate, at a different pace. And like, especially over the past year with like quarantine happening, like people have had nothing but time and space and opportunity opportunity to um to approach spirituality and occultism and there's so much to take in that I don't think the people who are like just now getting into it really understand like I'm sorry not everyone is like all here at the same time do you think your second grade math teacher wants to answer the same question every single year no but she has a different class every every year maybe two different classes each you know two per two per year per semester so it's like just be patient with people don't be an asshole exactly for me the thing is like with social media you have the opportunity to link or show that same thing whereas like in person you don't have that option and that's where it's like again oh not me being the mercurial one <laughs> like oh <laughs> Yeah, fuck Gemini. No, I'm just it's kidding. the Virgo um, rising. Period. Um, no, but it very much becomes like on social media, you have the opportunity to answer it once and then plug it so people can keep seeing it. And it's when people don't use that and then continue to get mad, they're like, oh, I can't answer this again and again. I'm like, you could, but you're not. But you just choose not to. Yeah, that's where I get fucked up about. Like that's literally the entire purpose of being a content creator 
to make mm -hmm. content that addresses the things that people are most interested in. Also, not a bitch. You had one job. How much money from the creator fucking fund? I'm gonna sit here and be like, I can't make the same content again and again. I'm like, bitch, that's what's paying your bills. You better be making that same video again and again. I'm sorry, I hate to be the one, but like, if that's what's paying your bills, I scrub toilets every single week, two times a week, because that's what pays my bills. Like, exactly. <clears throat> I just do what you have to do. Like, good old social media. And not only that, but I feel like witch talk has turned into um, very witch blur 2012. I absolutely It has so turned into that. Don't come from my witchboard career. Don't don't come at me. Don't first of all. Hold on. career. Here's the thing, you can defend. That's great, but there's two of us coming for it. Like we're not. See, I will say I will defend witchblur right along with you, Courtney, because I feel like witchblur was definitely problematic, but it was nowhere near rich talk. Nowhere. Yeah, she was a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. Which was a right. <laughs> Here's why I will say though, witch talk is more problematic than witch blur. But the only people defending witch talk are witch blur. <laughs> See, I would say it's the opposite because the only people defending witch talk weren't even old enough to know about witch blur. Oh, it's oh, we're not talking about them. Okay. We're, talking about them. <laughs> we're talking about the people with opinions who were old enough. To know, I did my weight in thirteen years of it. <laughs> I put in my work. I put in my time. I sat there and I watched the witch blur saying they knew what witchcraft was before TikTok was even a thing, before musically was even a thing. Oh, musically. Bless her heart. She must have been the run her litter. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of Tea at the Crossroads. This was so fun and we might be doing another bonus episode releasing the last and final part of this chit chat with Millennial Magic. If that is something that you guys want to see, make sure that you get connected with us on Instagram or on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel that I will be uploading some magical content to as well. So let us know if you want a third part of this interview. Thank you so much for being here. You guys are stellar and amazing and we will see you next week.